You're listening to the Rough Sketch Podcast. This is episode 71. Uh, We are your usual hosts. My name is Chris. And my name is Nathan. And we are here to talk to creative people about creative things and create with them. We've got some news at the end of this particular episode about what's happening with the podcast. I'm going to tell you roughly what's been happening with the podcast, but I think we should just kind of just go ahead and talk to our guest. Yes. So our guest is Oscar Osari, who comes from Peru, which is really cool. We're talking to people from across the globe. And he's been working on a comic called A Neverending Adventure, which is currently kickstarting. Um, he came to us. Yes, which is awesome. Really cool, uh, considering we haven't released an episode for a while. But like, let's not ramble on. Um, we'll pass you over to us and Oscar. And the way that we normally start our conversations is we normally greet our guests. Uh, so we'd like to really thank uh, Oscar for kind of getting in touch with us um, about the comic that he's been working on. Uh, Oscar, could you kind of like for our guests, uh, for our listeners, could you like introduce yourself and tell us what you do as a creative? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Oscar Osorio. I'm a comic book writer from Peru. And I've been working on this book called A Neverending Adventure which is about the fantastic quest of an aspiring writer looking for an idea. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, so Oscar, c- comics. Comics is a, is, a, is a choice for people sometimes. How did you find yourself uh, engaged in comics as a writer? How did you, uh, how did you get in love with comics? Uh, so I'm, I'm from Peru and... In 2010, we started getting comic books. There was this local newspaper that started publishing them. And I think that that was my first contact with them. And I, it was like love at first sight. I was obsessed with those. I loved the superhero stuff. I used to travel with my family. So we took this, these travels to uh, visit the U.S. and started getting more into other type of books collecting more because we got a limited amount of books in my home country. But I started reading. I read everything that I could. And yeah, I was kind of obsessed since, since the start. So this was something that I've uh, started loving. Um, mm. And then I got more into it, started knowing more characters, more, more publishers, got from the superheroes to the indie comic books. And yeah, I think that each time I was reading something else, I was loving it more. So it was, um, I knew that it was my passion. Mm. Nice. Has that changed within Peru within the last, I mean, I, I know very little about Peru, so I'm very unknowledgeable <laughs> about it. The only person that I know that is referenced to Peru is, is Gustavo Vargas, uh, who we've had on the show. Uh, he's also a Peruvian yeah. comic book great. Uh, yeah, maker, yeah. Maker. Uh, so has that changed within the last 10 years or so? Has, has the amount of comics that's coming to Peru changed at all? Um, I think there's been an improvement, but it's not, it, it wasn't like, you, you, you may think that in, in the, this, this time, in this uh, 10 years, it would be like we, we were better, but I think that it hasn't improved as much. I think we had our ups and downs. Um. Mm. So we are getting more more books. I think that what's more important is that it's getting more traction. So people are, are getting to know the books. 
they are getting to know the indie books. I think that the, when the local newspaper started publishing the superheroes, everyone was excited, but they they went into indie books. They, they published some stuff that wasn't superheroes, and I, I heard other people say that it was too soon. <laughs> it was too soon for the people in Peru. We weren't ready. And <laughs> you see that they were publishing stuff like Preacher, like... Um, this this kind of books that, that you know that this is like good good stuff it's good comic books but it didn't got the reception that it should have and that stopped that that flow of, of books and now we're getting more I think that people like to read more the the traits the complete books the, there's these collections of of like self-contained stories. Mm. Uh, so people like like those more than, than buying the floppies and collecting the books. They they just want to read. But I think that the awareness is is better. People are knowing more about comic books. They know there are these indie comic books. The people are realizing that comic books are not for for only for kids. Comic books are not only superheroes. It's more than capes. So we're we're moving. We're moving towards a a, a better future. But it's slow and. I think that it's it's the the same as as every everywhere else. I think for me as a Peruvian, the advice I got from other other creators from Peru, other people in 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 comics in Peru that they do podcasts and stuff was to get out there. Get if I want to be successful in comics, go to to the U.S. and do it there, because mm. in in Peru it's it's almost impossible to to have something to get published and to get paid for it. So mm-hmm. I think that my my goal and, and like my, my dream would be to be successful in the U.S. and then start bringing some of that into my country and try to develop something. But first, I need to be successful. I need to make the, the money to, to do an investment. And Because there's talent. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of artists in Peru. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lack of information. We have the language mm. barrier towards mm. the the United States. So mm. for 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 some people it's really hard. But but I know that there's a lot of people that want to make comic books, and they want to try to find the talent. Because up to a year ago, six months ago, I was one of them. I was one of the Peruvians that wanted to create comic books, and and I had to make a path for myself to, to do it in outside because in, in my country it was impossible. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brings me to a question that I'm just thinking of, just how important is it for you as a Peruvian comic book creator to actually produce the comic that you're creating in your own language as well as other languages? Like, I, I guess you're putting it out in kind of English. Uh, English American, but like, are you doing a translation back into uh, your native language or? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was inspired because uh, I think it was early this year that the Blue Beetle Graduation Day book came out and DC was publishing it both in English and in Spanish. And when Mm. I learned that they were publishing books in the States in Spanish, for me, it was great because uh, I I never dreamed of of doing something in Spanish and getting it published in the U.S. So right now I'm my my book is in English. I'm writing in English, 
but this opened this this new possibility of having it translated and and also um so part of me wants to publish it publish it in in peru um so i've been thinking about the the idea of having it translated the the good the good thing is that i i speak spanish and english so it would be like an organic translation i, I could do it myself and it would keep the essence of, of the book, especially because uh, I wrote for an American audience, so there's some, some jokes, there's some references that are more, I think that uh, they work in, in the English language, but mm. the translation needs to change something a bit, but mm. I could do it. And yeah, I, I want to create this book. I want to finish this book in English, publishing it in, in English, but then I would love to have it in Spanish and I would also love to do some work in Spanish because I think that you can say different stuff. I, I, I know that because of, of movies, for example, there are some movies that got some translation and people say that the translation in Spanish makes the movie even richer for for the mm. Latin American audience. Mm. So it would be cool. But, but as I said at the start, the uh, I want to break into the industry and I know that sure. the, the way to go is writing English. So <laughs> until I have something going on for me and I'll have published books, I'm sticking to English, but I, I would love that. I mean, for me to write in Spanish and have a, a book published in Spanish in the United States, that's the dream. Mm because it's not just Peru you've got like the whole of South America that mostly speaks some form of Spanish like yeah 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 that's true that's true <laughs> I think that yeah it's like we you start in in Peru but then if you make it big there you maybe get invited to, to a convention in Chile or Argentina or even Brazil so mm. you can move there yeah yeah I think that there's a lot of of people there that want to read comic books so the, it's definitely something that i want to 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 use to to mm. um talk to those those people and and for me as a peruvian and doing my work and i try to to share with everyone that i'm from south america because mm. not only do i want to make it big but i also want to I want for people to know that there's talent in South America. There's people that want to make comic books. There are people that want to share their stories. Mm. And I want to highlight that so people like me can get that, can get these opportunities. Mm. Yeah. I think the independent scene is really important in any comic book. Nathan, uh, you look like you're going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really interested um, on obviously sort of like talking about you and your creativity and we've spoken a lot about being successful and making it big like what is what is your idea of being successful is it is it having your stories taken by a larger publishing company or being employed by a larger publishing company or having your story so big that you could possibly make your own publishing company like what what's your idea of success and making it big yeah so i think that um uh, there's like two answers for this because if i go from a pure uh passionate point of view uh, of creating comic books and something that i wanted to do since i first started reading it i think that i'm already successful because i'm already doing it 
So I'm really happy with, with what I'm Very doing. Good. It's it's for me it's great to start a day, write something, read something and yeah, even like the the, the other parts of, of being a, a creator, an independent creator, doing the the working with people, talking with people, participating in, in these kind of shows. For me it's it's great. I, I mean I, I love every step of it, so each day that I get to do this. For me, it's it's like a blessing, and, and I'm really excited for it. But from from the other uh, point of view, which is something that I discuss in my book, um, this is no longer my my passion or my hobby. So this is my profession. So I I that the other successful is I don't know uh, if I want to what what I want to do because. Everything seems good, like picking, getting my book picked by a large publisher sounds amazing. Creating my own publisher sounds amazing. But what I really want is to is for 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 comics to be um, something that can sustain me and my family in the future. So it's I, I think I will consider myself successful, and in that sense, when I can make comic books and I can pay the bills and I see that my family is happy, that I'm happy and that I'm creating comic books and I don't have to, I, I don't think that don't have to worry about money because that's like, 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 uh, I don't think that's possible in, in this world, but <laughs> at least knowing that I don't have to struggle, I don't have this anxiety of, of making it to, to till the end of the month. So, mm-hmm. I think that when it becomes sustainable, uh, it doesn't matter which path I follow, uh, I will consider myself a successful writer. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that's why I, I need to do this in the, in the U.S. because even though there's not so much money in comic books, uh, that's where the money is. So that's, that's, the, um, that's the goal, like making mm-hmm. comic books and not have to worry about uh, the, the the safety of, of your family of yourself and what's going to happen next month if if I don't make it or something like that. But it's like the the feeling of of safety. It's a, it's really important for me. That makes sense to me. Uh, it, I don't want to put the dampener on anybody's dreams. Like that is sound like amazing, like really good goals to have. Uh, and I don't know, there's not very many people that have gotten rich through comic books. <laughs> it happens from time to time. Very rare. But I think there's so much passion in it. There's so much passion within that sort of world. And as you say yourself, like being able to tell those stories that you want to tell um, and being able to tell those stories that kind of like matter to you as a person, I think that's really important. Um some people might say more important than the money, but the money is also important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at least having enough money to sort of be yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's money. Money is not the goal because uh, I don't know if if anyone because I, I come from a corporate background, so I, I made this career change and everything. And um, I think that if you want to make money, there's easier path than going into comic books. So. <laughs> For me, yeah. it's like it's it's not the goal, but I know that I I I need money to eat. I need money to to help my family. I need money to to exist. So yeah. it's something that you need to be 
you need to 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 be aware of that because if if not is you you I think that it's important for for us creators to um be grounded in that sense because mm-hmm. if if for example if I wanted to create stories and I make like many scripts but I I didn't make any projects or um work with artists or or something then I can have a lot of of stuff uh written but I need to start publishing stuff I need to do projects that start like overlapping so I'm I'm it's it's uh kind of a strategy it's like you need to market your work you need to be there you need to also you can't write everything and there's a limited budget so you need to you need to start thinking but also I think that you you do that outside your work because mm-hmm. if you are writing or you are creating based on what you think people would like, I think that there's um, that's going to compromise your work. It's going to it's going to um, not make it clear which which is your your voice, your true identity. So I don't believe in in changing your work, changing your style because it doesn't suit the market. But I do believe in trying to, to make your projects follow a, a strategy that will let mm-hmm. you eyes on your books, that will let you people, and that ultimately will, will get you money on the table. So, yeah, it's, it's a science. <laughs> it's a science. <laughs> and I think it's, 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 uh, it's something that many creators... Uh, don't don't think about because it's it, it has nothing to do with creating comic books it, it's more mm-hmm. of a business uh yeah. standpoint yeah i love what you said there about like not always following the trend and more following the stories that you want to tell I, I i can really resonate with that as a creator myself just like there are things i want to do that aren't fashionable <laughs> i still <laughs> want to do them because it's like it's important to me as a human being and it might not be important now for other people but like some people might pick up on that in you know in time it comes along um so yeah i mean let's let's talk about your little book Uh, it's a never-ending adventure i believe uh and it's on a crowdfunding site called zoop which i've never heard of before um uh and crowdfunding now for the next uh 20 days as of recording for, for this particular recording how has it been like kind of seeing your words been brought to life? I don't know if that's the right word, like kind hmm. of seeing your words being created by an artist and just like, how's that transla- translation been for you? It's been great. It's been great because um, I'm working with four artists. I think that I, I wanted to create a, a big team. I wanted to try to fit different art styles into the book um, but keeping it um, cohesive between everything I think that the different art styles are contributing to towards the book so you have this the the book is uh, about this this writer that's looking for for an idea it's uh, it's based on my experience going from a corporate background to comic book creating and this this person has uh, an undiagnosed ADHD, so he has he's 
is this person he can't focus and that's hard because you want to create a comic book you want to get this winning idea to make a profit out of your passion but then you have this mental dispersion and you start thinking about something and then you think about something else and then you go on a different train of thought mm-hmm. and i wanted to show this by using different art styles so you have the main story of the, the protagonist's main story but then you have different um stories where he sidetracks and goes into a medieval story and then at an at another world he travels to a different world and then he travels to his past and this is a more grounded story so each story has a, a unique um style and i reached the artist that i thought that fit this style and it was great because we have an artist that does medieval stories for the medieval story. We have an artist that does the dark fantasy style for the other world experience. It's more like uh, you have different creators, different lands. And then we got the artist that does the slice of life stuff, the more grounded stuff, a more traditional like European style. And we use that for the, um, the slice of life story, the trip down memory lane. And it was great. For me, I, I wrote uh, the script. I matched the stories to each artist. And the result was wonderful because each one of them thought that they were great fits for the story. And yeah, it, that, that was 100% the case. And it was kind of um, like easy to, to have the, 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 the final art because they understood exactly what I aimed for. And for me, it was great. It was great, Mm -hmm. like seeing it come to life, what I was thinking and having this connection with them. I think it was really straightforward. We went back and forth like a couple of times with with some notes. But at the end of the day, I think the pages were exactly what I had pictured. And you can see them in the the campaign, in the soup campaign, in the link. We got the preview pages and... You see the difference in art styles, but everything seems, seems connected. I think that's that's what what's great about these pages that you know it's the same protagonist. You know we are not jumping into another story, into a backup story or something else. It's like it's someone that's on a journey, but he's having different thoughts and he's thinking about something else, and that's why we have been transported into a different setting. But mm. it's all within the same story. So working with this team of of artists was a great experience. Mm. If I can pry a little bit more into those notes, what sort of things, like you don't have to go into specifics, but like what sort of things weren't quite right? What sort of things were were you kind of like noting on? Was it more of a style thing or was it more of a a feeling uh, about what the image was giving you? I think that I, I like to do um, everything like very detailed mm. and, and but yeah I think that's that's how I work I think that my scripts are detailed and I like to have a lot of details in the pages and but sometimes there's there's uh, these, these other pages that don't have much detail and I think it was just a a, a thing in 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 styles, I think I want to see my pages like full of stuff and and with elements and 
and it can be elements that don't necessarily mean anything to the story. Like for example, you have this like like a panoramic view of a village, and I mm. wanted to add more houses just so it feels a bit uh, right. like it, it, the pages the page feels uh, full. But yeah, I think that it was something more of, of what I wanted to see in the pages. But it, it's uh, stuff that's really small. Like, for example, at a house here, at a creator here, or just just so the pages looks full, because I think that that's how I like to see the pages in, in a comic book. But mm. I, I say that it's a thing in the styles, because I've seen that there's other stories that they focus on what's happening and the, the, like the backgrounds... Uh, seem empty, but it's because you are focusing on, on on the story. So I think that it wasn't something like uh, it was wrong or they, they didn't understand what I was aiming for. It was more of, of me trying to put more elements into the page because that's how I like my, my pages. But sure. but the, the core, what was happening in the characters, I think that the, even the designs of the characters I think those were were perfect, and at the end of the day, it's it's something more for me because people that are going to read the book are probably not going to notice that there was one more house in the, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, so I. But to you, it was, it's important, and that makes it makes a lot of sense because it's you know it's your story in the end of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, having a village or a city that feels more full or less full can be really important in the kind of what sort of feeling you're trying to portray in uh, in the scenes so to speak so yeah uh, I mean, like you say maybe nobody will notice but you'll notice and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i think that it, it, that that's for me and and as i said it's it's something like it's it's really well at least it seems small i i didn't want to put much pressure like you need to add like 100 houses and, and it's going to take a, a lot of of effort right so i i it wasn't that i say like oh i don't like this page change all the page or something like that because it there's there's also this this um you need to give them freedom to to do the interpret the, the script in their own style because if i change everything and and it's, it's like I, I'm I'm looking at the page in my head and I want it exactly that way. I think that doesn't work because then it's it's my page. It's not the artist's page. Mm. So for me, it's important that it's their page. But as I said, it's like these small elements. Um, like you can replicate the house, put more houses in here. Like it's it's small stuff, small stuff. That, but as you said, it's it's something that I will notice and and. As I'm making comic books, as I'm uh, coming here as a new new writer, I want to do it uh, the way that I that I that I see it because it's, uh, it's my style. So I think it's important that it, it's your vision because that that's your book. So if you're not happy with a page, even if it lacks a like a house or a tree or something like that, put it there and and. It's going to be better for you because you're going to be happier with the result. Even if, if no one notices and and the book, for example, the book um, uh, does well and you can say, oh, that's that's what I wanted. And, or if the book doesn't do well, then you're going to 
start thinking why I did and not what I wanted. Mm. So I think mm. it's better to just do it the way you you like it and and be be peace be at, at peace with with yourself. Makes sense. Makes sense. So like it's almost like have no regrets mm. about the choices that you've made along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that it's important that if you're going to include some elements, if you think that the page is not working, um, share that because even from a, from a point of view of communicating with your team, communicating with the artist, maybe sometimes you are like thinking, oh, this is like it's something so small then they are going to get bothered. But I think that the idea is that it goes back and forth. So you mm. need to share what, if something is, is small and it's worrying you, you need to share it. And, and that also comes from, from the artistic point of view because I was working with, with one of the artists and um, he wanted to change a, a, a detail. There was this page and it had like a small detail in colors and the page was done and everything. And then he said, oh, I, I changed this because it had like the, the small spots in in a color and it was really really subtle it was so so small that at first i i didn't notice it and, and i told him where's the what where, where is the, the the spots the the things that you mentioned and he showed it showed them to me and it's something so small that at, the same with my house it's like no one is going to notice that but the artist will and, mm. and he's telling me please do not use that page use this one the updated version and mm. i use the, the second version and for me the i i it's it the difference is really really small. It's it's I think that no one is going to to notice it, but the artist will, and mm. if he wants to change that, I think that that's fair, and I think that it's 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 this idea of everyone has a voice in it, and if I want to change something, I'm going to change it, mm. uh, because I'm the writer of the story, and if the artist wants to change something, they are going to do that because they are the artist of the book. So mm. I think it yeah. works both ways, and the idea is that everyone is happy with the end result. Mm. that's one of the things that i really love about comics just that like as an entirety they can be such a collaborative process and it can be like so many people's voices and that to me has never really felt overwhelming like i've ne i've not read a book that's been like oh that's too many voices <laughs> <laughs> it's always been like it's always been like oh this is really interesting how it changes between artist to artist or between scenery to scenery because people that focus on one thing or another so yeah I, I love the fact that you're sort of embracing that that everybody has something to say regardless of whether they're saying it or drawing it yeah um, yeah no I, I I love that the collaborative aspect of it I think that um that's that's the reason I wanted to do many art styles and work with many art, artists and I found mm. uh I think it was kind of a mix of wanting to do it and uh, having this this uh, the the idea of the mental dispersion that I wanted to show in the page, and I thought, oh, why why do why don't I use many art styles to show this? And it worked perfectly. And I love working with big teams. I love work learning from from people. Here, uh, I have like four artists that I've learned from and I've worked with, and I know that in the future, if I need to do a story, that's uh, only like a medieval tale I know I have an artist for that if I want to do something that's dark fantasy I have an artist for that and that's great because you work with many people and 
I, I love that. I love that uh, collaborative aspect of it, and it's something that I, I think that from my 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 corporate experience and everything of organizing projects, managing big teams, and all that stuff. I think that I've come into into comic books, and uh, it's something that I wanted to do, like work with many many people, have these big teams, and have all this uh, effort of working together to put. Uh, like a, a product to, together. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a question I like to ask um, writers when it comes especially to comic books is how how do you find your artists for your book? Do you do you find them online? Do you already know them? Um, how do you go about sort of sourcing the artists that you're going to work with? For this for this book. Um... Well, I, I finished the script, and as I said, I had this, like the main story and the side stories. So, um, I I I used uh, social media to to uh, just say that I'm looking for an artist and see see who who wants to work with me. And in that process, I here it was really important to 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 choose the artist because. The side stories I wanted to make them very different between each each other because it's like the the protagonist is having different thoughts that are unrelated to each other, and this is why he can focus because he has all these ideas in his head that are so different and they don't 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 are not related with each other, but they are related towards his his main story towards his his life because. If you're having these thoughts, if you're having these ideas, I think that there's a reason. And I think that when you are like anxious about something or stressed, you are always in the back of your head, you are having these thoughts about different stuff. So I went through the artists and I, along with my editor, I selected the artists that fitted each of the stories. And yeah, it, it was great. It was great because... I think that we found four different people that have um, different art styles, different artists. You can see them on the page, and you know that these are different different people doing the, the art. But they are not so different between each other, so you know that it's the same book. And that's what I love about the pages, because you see all of the previous pages that are different between each other. The art styles are different, the colors are different. But you see that this is the same character and you can recognize him. And that was really important because I, I didn't want for people to think that we are jumping towards something completely different. This is a different a different thought, but it's made from the same protagonist. So that was really important. And yeah, for, for, for the artists, I think that social media was great. I these these are I've got uh, Vinicius Carreiro, he's from Brazil. Uh, Terry Soska, she's from Italy. Uh, Malas Rosa from Germany. Mary Landro from Canada. Mm. And I've got like a whole international roster of artists. And all thanks to social media because I was doing this from Peru. And mm. I got to work for, with people from all over the world. Mm. It's, uh, it's lovely when like social media actually does its job. Yeah, <laughs> it works. yeah exactly. <laughs> I think that... At least for me, uh, it's been really helpful for connecting with people and also not not only for the book, but 
for promoting the book mm. or asking advice on how to break in for, for asking advice on how to write a script, um, talking to people, reading, and being a part of the community. I think that it, it's been really helpful for me. Mm. And now that, that because before this book, I, I had a small experience writing a, a short story, but it was it was really short. It was five pages. But right now, I think that I'm, I'm doing it as a as a writer. I think that this this book is is a it's a one shot. This thirty two pages long, so it's like a a book like it's a full book that it's that it's um that I'm working on, and I have this uh, amazing team of people that I've worked with, and I know that in the future, if I need to do something else. I have this possibility, and mm. also because of all the connections I've made, I think that I'm in the capacity of getting many artists that are doing amazing in the indie comic book industry, and mm. at least talk to them, propose something, and this this uh, being in this position of um, asking someone or and, and and saying like, oh, I know, I know this other, other person from, from something book, like networking and creating contacts, I think that it's it's cool because now that, that I, I've i created something, I'm working with comics, I'm getting myself out there, I know that I can reach artists on a more personal basis rather than making like a tweet and waiting for people to respond. Now I can go to the artist and say, oh, look, at look, I'm a writer, I've done this, I've done that, and... I have this idea, right? If you want to work together, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the the great uh, aspect of social media because it allowed me to be in my home in Peru. I I can't go to conventions. I can't be there like in person, mm-hmm. but I'm there in social media and there uh, creating uh, uh, creating comments in in bo- in posts in articles, uh, tweeting stuff and. People uh, have started to notice that I'm, I'm there. Mm. It, it, I do wonder how long it might take places like Peru to get its own Comic-Con. Because uh, I know you've just been to, is it true you've just been to SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con? I read that somewhere. No, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going You're to going be. To be. In, yeah. 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 Uh, I couldn't remember if it was already gone or not. My brain is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's in two weeks. And yeah, I'll be okay. there. I think that I... I That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm really exciting. I, I'm taking this opportunity. Uh, I think that it's like maybe once or twice a year that I can get to, to these uh, international conventions. Uh, and, and I can talk to... To, to my peers, to other creators, to fans, to, to mm. everyone about my books. I can see what's trending. I can mm. see what's happening. And that's great. That's great because it allows me to, they, it allows me to put my face out there to, for people to know me because I got this presence in social media, but it's important for people to see you, to talk to you in person, to mm. discuss stuff. And yeah, that's, that's great. And we do have... Uh, Conventions in Peru, but as as uh, there's like this uh, discussion of conventions that are not comic book conventions anymore, but they are about other stuff, and I think that that's the case of the conventions in Peru. They are mm-hmm. not 
not so much about the comic books, but they are like pop culture conventions in general. Right. So right. the spaces for, for comic books are really, really small. Mm. And I think that there are some creators that are doing amazing stuff with their with their comic books that they are that are getting people interested in them. Mm. But it's it's la, it's like very few creators and and yeah, I think that there's there's the the room for for growth in the industry and I I also want to start uh, going to these conventions. I think that when I finish my book, at least I will have one book, mm. so I can go to conventions, talk about my book, talk about as a writer. I think that in Peru we have many comic book artists, but there's not uh, so many writers mm. uh, that are working from Peru. And it's important for people to know that you can be a writer and and you don't need to learn how to to draw to start yeah. making comic books because yeah. you have this this focus on on the artists and I know that there's people like 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 myself that that can draw and we, we can't create art but we can uh, do the scripts and we can make comic books when mm. pairing with, with other artists. So mm. opening this possibility of being a writer in comic books, it, it would be great for for people to know that this opportunity is available and they can start to pursue it. Mm. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, in your bio, it says you, you're a horror fan, which is... I, yeah, we always need more horror fans in the world, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I think that what's great. Uh, well, I I love to create stories that uh, this is like they are allegories for for stuff for for stuff that happens in the in, in daily life. Mm. I think that with with my book right now, it doesn't have any horror, horror elements in it, but mm. it's something that. We're going to tell a really human story about life-changing decisions, about going from something uh, that's that's really that gives you a lot of security into something that is a complete unknown, mm. that, which is working into something artistic. Mm. And I, I'm telling this story in a, in a fantastic way. There's travel, there's travel, there's trips to foreign lands to. There's trips down memory lane, and all of this is like a way. And, and there's fighting and action and monsters and and we have all of those elements that are fun in comic books. But it's all about this uh, decision and how someone uh, how someone reacts and how someone needs to move forward when they make a decision this big. And I think it doesn't only apply to making comic books, but maybe like. I don't know, buying a house, changing jobs, getting mm. married. Mm. And, and we have these fears and we have this situation in which we think, oh, when I make this, when I do this, then my anxiety will be gone and I'm going to be happy. <laughs> and, and But but that's not true. And, and mm. that's not the case when, when working on your passion and we're buying like a car or, or stuff like that. So this struggle, I put it into a comic book that it's about, fighting monsters, but it's all, um, it's a way of telling a human story. And I think that mm-hmm. horror has this potential of 
putting your fears in the in the form of we can say monsters or something that is haunting you or mm. or even uh, your own imagination your own thoughts mm. that are Absolutely. that are um like they are haunting you so i i love that even even in 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 a social commentary aspect because that's something that i also want to to share in my in my stories i think that coming from a corporate background i've i've learned a lot of corporate that's how i know about business that's how i, I know about working for a company and mm-hmm. important stuff that will uh, help me in my career as a comic book a professional when i get mm-hmm. to work for a company and 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 that stuff but i also see the flaws of the the current corporate world and uh, and that that's uh, stuff that i want to share in my in my work and all of these like mistreatments or fears or anxieties or situations in where you desperately need money for example i think that it has horror has a potential of putting all of that into something more explicit something more like it, it uh, creates fear, mm-hmm. but but it, at the end of the day, it's about sharing sharing this human experience. I'm I'm all about telling my human experiences through comic books. That that's what I love, and I think that horror, sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, are perfect uh, genres to to share that in in a form that people will that will get people's attention, and then they will start thinking about it. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe we are too dependent on money, or maybe. <laughs> Maybe uh, I need to go see a therapist or something like that, and yeah. and that's that's uh, like a way of making people think, but yeah. not necessarily telling them straight to their faces because often <laughs> when you do that they don't like it and they are just <laughs> going to ignore it. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's definitely uh, an element to it. I, I love the fact that you're saying like you know, actually the the change is full of fear as as humans we we sometimes a lot of us fear change especially like such a big change like like what you've done yourself and that's kind of like drop the corporate world become a writer and this is the sort of the fear that you're like manifesting um within this within this book and i i love the fact that people are able to explore these things not just within comic books but within writing itself um i think actually exploring those things is really healthy for us as human beings and to actually put um put our fears out there and, and just like actually write that we're afraid of that sort of thing rather than the big doom monster that's lurking behind us from time to time um so yeah i i, I love i love what you're saying there it's uh, it's really nice um i think one more one last thing before we kind of go for like a little break and then we'll come back and i'll we'll draw some things we'll create some things together uh you don't have to draw but uh i will and it will be terrible trust me um uh so yeah i think kind of like wrapping this all up you're you're kind of looking to try and uh you're you're getting this book funded uh via super so what sort of drew you towards crowdfunding is crowdfunding really the only way that you can get this book out or is there potentially other options for it uh if uh crowdfunding you know, hopefully it doesn't fail. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was the like the 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 way to go. I think that it was well. I I've been uh, reaching out to 
to publishers, sending them the book. But I think that crowdfunding was like the more immediate way of doing it. Mm. And it's also helpful because if you get if you get crowdfunded and publishers know that there's interest in your book, they are more likely to pick it up. Mm. I think that this book will eventually go to a publisher as I want to get like a bigger distribution out of it and get to get people to know it. But right now crowdfunding was my way of also finishing the book because the, the book will we have the preview pages, we have the artists that are waiting and sure. But we need to get crowdfunded to finish the book. For, and and it's a it's a great way of having the book ready and it, it goes really fast. It's because some publishers tell you you need to wait like two months or something like that. And and the advice from my editor, the advice from other other creators in the industry was to go for the crowdfunding. It's like it, it never hurts because if if you do if you do well, uh, it's great. You have your money. You have the book. If you don't do well, you can do it in, on another platform. You mm. can still go for a publisher, and they can they can do it. And also you have the experience of working on a crowdfunding campaign. So I think that it was the the best step. And as I said, even choosing one platform for crowdfunding, then you can change. You can do the campaign in another platform. You can go to a mm. publisher. And yeah, I think that it's, it's it gives you like many possibilities, but you're still working towards something. So right now I have this campaign. Um when we get funded, I need to finish the book. Then when the mm. book is done, I can go to other publishers and say, here, I have this book that is not just like the preview pages. It's actually done. It's mm. ready. You can publish it tomorrow if you want it. You can yeah. distribute yeah. it tomorrow. So yeah. I have this, this possibility of having the book ready. And, and yeah, it, it was like the, the, the best step because it's the easiest way to... To do it, to do it directly with your with your people, with your fans, with people that are willing to help the, the indie comic book creator. Mm. And yeah, hopefully it's it's uh it, it goes well and we can mm. get the book funded. And mm. with that then the book is ready and once you have the book ready, there's like so many possibilities to do with that. So mm. I, I I do recommend the the crowdfunding route because it's not, uh, at first I thought it was going to be like, you're going to do this crowdfunding and then you are exclusive with this platform. You can do anything else. You can mm. you can publish it with a publisher. But they, they told me, no, I think it's, it's better if you get the, crowd, the book funded and you go to the publisher and say, oh, look, this book is done and it was crowdfunded. So there's interest in it. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's precedent. So it was yeah. like, why not? Why not? Because it's, if, if the campaign doesn't go well, and, and there's no you don't you don't need to pay anything you don't need to yeah. you the artist knows so they are not working on it until the, until the campaign is funded yeah and um, yeah it's 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 a really great tool it's a really helpful tool yeah. i think uh, uh from what i know of crowdfunders uh and of course doing conversions in my head between us dollar and, and uk pounds um i think you've priced it really well like I think like six dollars for like a digital copy is like really easy to pick up. It's easy to kind of spend those six dollars. I don't think that's. Uh, you said it was thirty-two pages. The final version. Yeah, it's a thirty-two page one shot. 
I think that yeah, it's that's a great buy, thirty-two pages for six dollars. Yeah. I think that's a really good value for money. Um, yeah, that's yeah, how no, I think about it. Yeah, and and I think that it's at least thirty-two pages because when I've talked to to other creators and and talk about my book and people say like, um, this is like a long story, so they they thought that it was going to be a bit longer and. Mm talking about it i'm getting some ideas and maybe adding a couple of pages here and there to make a, a more complete story but that's something that i will decide in the future but at least the, the story was made for 32 pages and a one shot because i wanted to tell a story that begins and ends so yeah. people don't have to wait for issue two in six months or a year mm. or and and yeah because as people don't don't know me yet as a creator so i wanted to create a product that is, is going to end here so you can get the full look of what I'm trying to to bring into the comic book industry. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a, yeah, it's a great way to do it. And having a one shot as well, having it like start and end, that's, you know, it's a really nice way to kind of get your first project, uh, your first complete project kind of out the door, so to speak. So it's it's done. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's great. I, I, as much as I love books that are like two or three episodes i hate that year wait between episode one and episode two yeah <laughs> but i know it's yeah. necessary yeah and i think that that it, it depends on the story you want to tell because this story i i it it, be, it began as a one shot and it and it became a one shot and, and it is a one shot if you have like a story that's three issues long you can do it, but you need to be, as you said, you need to be realistic on when the other issues are coming and you mm. need to hold yourselves accountable because if you want to do a longer story and you say like one year, but then mm. in six months you get an idea and you say, oh, I want to work on this idea, but I have to work on the other book that's coming up. So you need to to create a plan and be be honest to it and... and mm your fans because if, if you get like issue one and it's big then you have to do issue two and if you if you lost that uh, the desire to work on that it's going to disappoint people so i think that people need to be realistic about the books they created and for example this is a one shot and i am talking about adding pages but it would be something like something small it's not like I, i'm going to say oh this is a this started as a one shot but now it's an issue one and series, so so yeah, yeah it 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 can work like that. Um, I do have plans on expanding this story, expanding this world. I think that because it's a human story, mm. I think that you can pull from the human experience and add mm. to it. Uh, but yeah, it's not like you're going to read it and it's going to end on a cliffhanger and it will be <laughs> to be continued. This is like yeah. this is going to end. This story is going to end. Nice, nice. And I, I also really appreciate that you're tackling like a mental uh, health disorder like ADHD. And I, I, I love that people are just like talking about these things. Uh, it's it's really important, I think, like to just explore what it's like for these for people who suffer with this. Yeah, um, for me, it was it was really important because there's this. Uh, um, so the Latino approach to mental health, I think that especially for males, um, they people used and, and there's this like uh, from our own society, from our own family that 
uh, Latino men need to be rough. We don't talk about emotions. We are not sensitive. Mm-hmm. And this book is filled with emotions, uh, fears of disappointment, disappointing yourself, disappointing your family, anxiety of the future of what you're going to do, of disappointing your your loved ones. And I wanted to put that in in the page and in an honest way because it's not. This is someone that it's he's struggling with all this stuff, but he's also not taking it very seriously at the start. Mm-hmm. He, you see the, the the preview pages in the first pages. Mm-hmm. He's cracking jokes and and be like so 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 cool, but it's it's the. the this idea of someone that it's struggling, he has problems, he has fear, he has anxiety, but mm. he, he covers that up. And it's going to be through his journey in the book that he will realize, I have a problem, I need to talk about this, this mm. is holding me back. And if I keep doing, if, if I'm going through this route, this is ultimately going to affect my, my goal, my plans, my, my ideas for the future. And I, I'm, I'm talking about this. I'm, I'm trying to be as as honest as possible in the sense that usually when there's some books that tackle mental health and they go to the dark side of it, mm-hmm. and it's pretty dark. And I think those books are important to show the negative aspect, the consequences and stuff. But I also think that there's positive aspects in change, positive aspects in working what you love, in, in doing comic books. So this book is, is going to talk about the good stuff, the not so good stuff, deal with your problems, but also um, be aware that if you're going to work in comic books, you're going to have a great time. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's like that. It's not, it's not black, it's not white, it's, it's gray. So you're going yeah. to make this big decision. You're going to feel anxiety, but you're also going to be having fun because it's, yeah. it's what you love. So yeah. this book you might is end up being about. fulfilled as a writer. You know, you might end up feeling a lot better about yourself because you follow yeah. the stream. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's like if if and, and that's the, the the whole point. It's like you are going to follow your dreams. This is not going to make you happy from one day to another, but it's yeah. not also going to make you sad because you lost what you had. It's it's yeah. like a balance, trying to yeah. keep a balance and and be aware of that so you can prepare and you can also get help if you need it if you are yeah. if you are too stressed or something like that you can yeah. talk to someone you can talk to a therapist to your friends yeah. or trying to to be aware that you are not so well and i think mm-hmm. that's really important to to help you with your dreams because if you start if you get all this self doubt if you think that you can make it it's going to sabotage your your whole plan and i think that's mm-hmm. something that i tackle in the book uh, with all that happens, and but as I mentioned, and we are talking about this that feels like really human and all, but this is something that he will realize towards traveling to fantastic lands or punching monsters or mm. getting a sword and and, yeah. and all of that, and, and and it's it's this human story mixed with the uh, the fun elements, the fantastic uh, action, and and yeah, the, the stuff that that make that for me it was like made me love comics. Mm. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we will take like a little break and uh, we'll come back. And uh, if it's okay with you, we will create something together between the three of us. Yeah. It may make no sense at all, but that's the way it works. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, the number for our genre is 16. 16, 16 means uh, space. So I'm going to just going to write that down somewhere. It doesn't have to be in space. It could just be a big space. It doesn't have to be literally space, but it's a good, good idea to start uh, with that. So we normally roll this twice, so I'll roll it again. And then if you don't like either of the options, then we can just keep going. 20. Uh, I used to know these off by heart. Uh, 20 is Wild West. So we can mix the two. We can have Wild West in space, or we can just have, stick with Wild West, or uh, whatever is your guide, Oscar. It's over to you. You're, you're in control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we can we can do it that way. I think that's the like the like the reality. <laughs> I wouldn't want to change the the rules until I get something that that I want. So you've got like a bunch of symbols, uh, and we don't have to use them all. Uh, this is just like a, a general start uh, for uh, any given story that we want to try and create. Um, and I always refer to our guests and say, would you like to start a story? Would you like one of us to start one? And then we can we can take one of these elements and we can just weave it into a world that we don't really know at the moment. Yeah, I think that I have a, a couple of ideas. Throw me one of them <laughs> and I will take whatever one and run with it. And then we'll pass this backwards and forwards. So if you have any extra ideas, based upon anything that either myself or Nathan has said, uh, then we will uh, absolutely encourage you to dive in. Yeah, so uh, I was thinking of having the, the, the ship okay. be uh, a magician. So my idea was that, well, just for, for a setting to be a space, it can be like a, a, a different world completely or mm. along the lines that the, the ship escaped planet Earth using magic. Okay. And it's now on a different planet. And the antagonist is going to be that that alien. So it okay. was really lucky that there's an alien in space. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I think uh, this magic that you're talking of, uh, it, is some form of like i don't think it's teleportation i think that the sheep can create uh anything they can think of so maybe it creates rocket boots and a helmet for it so it can go into space and so it can escape the mundane days of the farm because it has mm. dreams in space <laughs> and so we follow this sheep uh up to another planet where it meets uh a perfectly, you know, maybe this alien is very friendly. Maybe it's uh, an, a, some sort of alien farmer that's just like, what's this strange beast? I like that idea. Um, anything, anything to add so far? I kind of have like an idea to sort of switch it around a little bit from this sheep trying to escape Earth. Mm. I have an idea that the sheep just really likes to jump right and that 
so it like it jumps over a building and then it says like well i'm gonna now see if i can jump over a rainbow and then it jumps over a rainbow and then it goes like we're still with magic yeah right um mm-hmm. and then it just jumps so high that it ends up in space <laughs> <laughs> like it sort of accidentally ends up in space yeah <laughs> i like that i like that it's a good idea uh, any of these can be true uh, and we're going to try and uh, bring them all into one world um yeah so maybe it just kind of like creates some sort of like weird anti-gravity and every time it creates it it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger yeah i like it I like it uh we've got to add i think we've got to add the dice in uh because uh that's the random element it doesn't know how strong the anti-gravity kind of magic is going to be at any point in time so it's a bit sort of like completely random which makes it very hard to predict I quite like the idea of like when the sheep finally reaches this next planet he has like a conversation with this alien that says uh, and, and like, this alien somehow speaks the same language because magic why not <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I was thinking that the sheep gets into this different world um, by accident so and I was thinking about the key and the... so the, the alien offers like a way back and, right. he, and the ship needs to go on a quest for, for the key yes. to get back or so yeah. yeah and that's where we had the it was like a western aspect of it yeah yeah if you want to add western into it sure yeah, so it will be like the, because if it's Western in space, it's like the Star Wars, like the, the Mandalorian stuff. Right, so right. So that the the classic uh, the classic, um, character that goes and then is given a quest and then they need to go on a quest. Mm. I I like that. So the ship needs to, um, go on a quest, maybe to bring something to the alien, and in exchange, he will give, the ship the key. To get back to right, Earth. right. There's like a teleporter locked away somewhere, and the sheep is so scared about using magic because it doesn't know where it's going to end up anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So magic is going to be like completely random, and yeah, yeah. And the, the sheep doesn't have the doesn't have control over the the magical aspect, so it's it's one hundred percent random. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, this quest that the sheep is going on. Uh, do we see? Do we think that it's uh, like just a, a generic fetch quest <laughs> for an alien? <laughs> which is, I don't know what one of those would look like. Uh, but maybe it would be um, just like fetching parts for his broken down spaceship maybe also the aliens trying to get somewhere so that's some sort of like collaboration between the two of them uh the alien sticking with wild west the alien has a has a horse that can travel through space <laughs> space horse <laughs> uh and it's broken and the sheep has to find 
how to something that will mend the space horse. Uh, drawing space horses, Nathan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> barely draw earth horses. <laughs> I'm not even going to try drawing a space horse, so that's like out. Like that's just not happening. That'd be totally in your remit. Just imagine how many eyes you could put on. <laughs> I'm wondering how Yo, many arms you... I give my alien. Like that's just my current problem. Sorry, Oscar, you're going to say something. No, yeah, I was thinking that what 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 even is a space horse because it can be like like a car, but they call it like a space horse. So yeah, yeah. it could be anything. <laughs> as long as I think we'll stick with some regular roles. As long as you can get on it and ride it from A to B. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be like like uh, like technological stuff. It doesn't yeah. need to be like an animal. Yeah, yeah. It could be an animal with too many legs that then, like, reshoeing it is a massive issue <laughs> because it's very costly. Um, and drawing a weird alien, thin Western style alien. I don't know why. It just appealed to me. It's like a strange face. Um, anyway, this is the bit that doesn't always make sense to me. Ah, oh, something that I I just uh, I just thought it's like maybe the ship isn't jumping worlds, but it's it's jumping in time, and maybe it went into a, like a future like far future version of Earth where aliens come to Earth, and that's mm. why there's space horses and. <laughs> the alien has a cowboy hat, so it's like the the ship is in the in the same earth, but in the future. Yeah, and that's why there's so many familiar elements. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's that makes a bit more. Excuse me, that makes a bit more uh, kind of clarity. It's a bit more sense, and maybe this is like again we'll stick with the magic thing. That's kind of how I got there. That sort of the random element is. Like, randomly forwards in time and so has come to this brand new world where uh, aliens have decided that to go backwards in time kind of to be western people rather than uh, like futuristic western people yeah i think that it's cool because there's like this uh like idea that what we're doing as a civilization has already been done those people were extinct and our understanding of what they did isn't complete so for example the alien it's like they are in the western but maybe they don't know what happened in the past but they are just living their lives mm. but you can see that there's a like this trend of of uh, stuff that happens on earth that will repeat itself when so for example we get we get extinct and like a million year pass and mm. the earth there's a similar cycle and there's life and they do the same stuff that we do mm. just because that's like the, the the tendency like what what will happen yeah yeah they do say history repeats itself from time to time so that's uh, yeah yeah given. but yeah that but on the on a much bigger scale because i think that when people say that they mean like in the last 100 years but <laughs> yeah we're talking here thousands. it's like yeah here it's like there's so much has happened that previous like humans and everything 
they the 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 current owners of Earth, like the aliens, yeah. don't don't know what a human was, and yes, it's it's yeah. it's it's a it's, uh, it's, it's like for us, like if someone told us like they were aliens, like one million years ago, uh, no one will know. Yeah, yeah, no one will believe them anyway. It's, it's yeah, that's ridiculous that's, yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs, they're ridiculous. Nobody knows about those. <laughs> They're just made up. Um, yeah, like we're talking thousands of years past without the, the sheep even knowing. Okay, I've got to draw this sheep somehow. I'm going to draw it. <laughs> so is our sheep like an actual sheep or is it sort of like a, a an anthropomorphic kind of sheep person? Is it my sheep? Or that sheep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking because... So if we were to add like a, a lot of lore behind that, this it's uh, like the origin story of how the sheep got the magic one. So it can mm. be like like an anthropomorph uh, sheep, mm. like with human features and everything. But then then well, it's like it was like this normal day sheep and and they got like this magic wand out of nowhere mm. and the sheep got the magic and then it started playing with it and it became i don't know like smarter because i was going to say like sentient but the, the sheeps are alive so yeah they do have they they, they do have uh, animal feeders yeah. but i don't know it became more intelligent and and that was reflected on its uh, like tendency to become more of a it's not like human like but like walking into feet and yeah yeah kind of slowly converting it into more and more human like um i'm thinking that the somehow the the sheep has changed its sort of outer coat from its like woolly coat into like a proper like knitted jumper, it just grows knitted jumpers like this. <laughs> <laughs> that like come pre-knitted. That's uh, that's where my brain went with that. I don't yeah, know I think that the the tendency with animals that become like more humans is to lose their hair. Yeah, I don't know how it works for a sheep, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> maybe less like puffy and more more like with like 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 we are, but yeah. With, with hair, like body hair, but it's made of wool. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. That sort of like large cable knit. Uh, I, have, I have no idea what those words actually mean that I've just said. <laughs> I realize I don't really know what those is, but like, it makes sense to my head. Like there's a like thick thread is kind of like what I wanted to yeah. uh, put across. I have no idea how I'm going to draw a jumper on a sheet, but you know, um, <laughs> that's a problem I can resolve, maybe. My art is so bad. So bad. Ridiculous. Okay, uh, that's just going to go off into the distance. Okay, great. Um, so, our sheep is on a massive quest. Uh, they have to go and talk to uh, parts of the town to kind of find uh, the way back to their own time. So there's some sort of broken time machine uh, that the alien is kind of looking after. Uh, let's put ears on the sheep. It's very important. 
don't know why it's very important to this. Uh, yeah, I, I like this idea of just like it's been so long that nobody knows what a human is anymore. <laughs> so the alien's very confused. In fact, my alien is looking very confused. Uh, that's very maybe confused just because I've drawn it as being confused. Uh, and a hoof hand. There we go. That's the important part. Got to keep some continuity. Don't know how hard it is to operate anything with a hoof hand. Uh, Nathan, there's no rush. Feel free. I will, I will fill for time. Uh, I did a random drawing, Oscar, based upon your, <laughs> your idea. I did say drawings don't have to be good. Uh, I am living proof that drawings don't have to be good. Uh, so, yeah, our, our sheep protagonist talking to Alien. And I don't know why I drew the Alien with ridiculously long fingers. <laughs> it was just it just seemed right at the time uh i kept a hat because i think if it's western it's they've got to wear hats it's it's like law uh and smoking some sort of cigarette because again that happened a lot but, yeah. yeah the only thing that really looks very alien is their hands it's like the first time i saw uh i don't know if you've if you've seen the film everything everywhere all at once Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they have true. the sausage finger part at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I was uh, thinking about it because I, I remember having seen something with a really long fingers. Yeah. And some people are like disgusted by that. I was just like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> I was very intrigued by that. Uh, you've created a thing with us, Oscar. Thank you very much. That's, uh, that's inspiration. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I, I may have something with this idea. Yeah, I mean, go like, for it. It's all yours. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the idea of, of a sheep uh, as a main character or as a protagonist of the story. I think that usually we, you you see like other kind of, of animals, <laughs> but yeah, sheep are cool. I mean, so I'm sure that Pixar and DreamWorks have covered the gamut of most animals uh there's the what's the uh, nathan help me you're good with animated films the animated film the sloth in uh, who works at the dmv that's the that's zootopia, zootopia. zootopolis depending on which uh, part of the world you're in uh, oh. yeah like i i like the idea that animals could have like day-to-day -day jobs and the worst place you could put a sloth is oh, yeah. at the DMV <laughs> as a, the driver place. So, yeah, it already takes. That's why the queues are so long, just because everything is so slow. Yeah. What What do you use for sort of like inspiration? What What are your inspirations? Is it mostly films? Is it TV series? Or do you What do you uh, consume as a creative to kind of make you feel creative? Um, yeah, it's, I think it's a mix of, of everything, of movies, series, reading other comic books, um, yeah, and, and even reflecting on your own life experiences, you can, I think that as I mentioned earlier, you can take even the most mundane experience, and if you add, like, flavor to it, if you add uh, a struggle, um, mm. You can make something as 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 mundane as 
I don't know, paying your bills or something like that into an epic story of <laughs> of of something. Yeah, so mm. yeah, I, I'm a fan of not having like you have to create a uh, a story that has like high stakes and there's like the destruction of Earth or something like that. But mm. I think that even the most human struggles that mm. we all experience. Mm. Are you are you can put that in a page? You can put it in a movie, and people mm. will identify with it, and they will love it because it's it's based on on a common experience. Mm. So I think that for for ideas and 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 that stuff, I like to think about me, about what I hear from people. Mm. It's not like I talk much to people, but even like watching watching TV, watching the news, watching in movies and, mm. and like the experiences that people have and trying to um, mix them with your own experience or, or closer experience like friends and family mm. and you can get some some great stuff i think that um, in general uh, these these experiences like lesser experiences tend to be forgotten over like a big like blockbuster and the world destruction or mm. or like big stakes and someone is going to kill someone and, mm. and, and 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 or committing a big crime or stuff like that but you have other human experiences that are um, more simple that are uh, that happen with all of us mm. that you can do a couple of stuff here and there and you can have a great story out of it Mm. Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with when you said it's all it's mostly about the struggle. It's mostly about portraying some sort of struggle in some way, shape or form. And um, be it, you know, a monetary struggle, be it a struggle with a like a massive all seeing entity or you know, just a, a struggle just to get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you show that this is the it's it's showing the reality. And then changing that reality or changing that norm into something that then becomes the storyline. I think that's, for me, what stories work best is seeing that, um, seeing that change of character, seeing why they change. Um, yeah, yeah. Because if, if, even uh, as you said, if, if it depends on how you put it. Because you have that that person that is struggling to wake up. If you tell that you can you can tell that in one in one panel saying that mm. uh, this person doesn't want to wake up because he's tired and that can be one panel and it doesn't it doesn't show anything but you can create a like a six page story of why he doesn't want to wake up mm. what he's lived through what's going to happen when he wakes up and you start like telling telling facts about this person's life and how he got here and what's mm. going to happen next, what what are his fears. Mm. And when you start describing all of that, you create an interesting character and people want to read more about it. So mm. it, it all depends on how you tell the story. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember being told stories as a kid by your parents at all? Or is that something that you experienced? Um, like fairy tales? I, I don't know if fairy tales get translated. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folk tales, perhaps more like. Uh, yeah, we have we have the like fairy tales and the classic ones, mm -hmm. like folk tales. Mm. 
Like, yeah, I'd but, love... but I don't. But I don't have like this this memory of or telling like these stories. Uh, mm. I think it was more about. Uh, uh, I well, this there's this Latino word, mm. Latino word, um, called as uh, chisme, el, mm-hmm. el chisme. It's mm-hmm. like gossip, mm-hmm. and I think that that's that's pretty popular among Latinos. Uh, which which is like it, it's kind of bad. It's like gossip. It's talking about people and, and their lives, and it's, it's talking mm-hmm. about stuff that you don't need to to be talking about. But mm-hmm. there's it, it's pretty common among, among <laughs> Latinos to to discuss other people's life. But for me, um, uh, and well, the, the 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 sad part, the bad part is like you you talk you talk bad about someone behind their backs, right? So, so that's, mm-hmm. you have this this uh, idea behind the the gossip and. Mm. and talking talking bad about someone but for me it's more about listening to other people's stories and mm. obviously not judging but learning about them and it it's uh it's weird because sometimes you feel like you are you're struggling but you hear about other people's story and they're struggling more and, and mm. it lets you put things into perspective and mm. leave your emotion uh to a deeper level because you may think that you are a rock bottom and you are not getting better but you hear the story of someone else that was was in a worse place and mm-hmm. and went back up and now he's doing good so mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to hear about other people hear about other human experiences and sometimes people think and and because sometimes it is about the gossip and 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 just uh, getting your nose into something that doesn't concern you at all. Mm. But for me, it's it's cool to hear about these human experiences because we all have different stories to tell. So mm. when you hear about other people's life, other people's experiences, it puts your own life into perspective, and it also can help you with taking decisions and can mm. say like, oh, you you see this person made a mistake. Don't don't make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that that's that's cool. I think that's most of the of the stories that my my parents shared with me. It's more about uh, listening to to other people's stories and learn from from other people. I think that um, I spend a lot of time uh, analyzing other people's stories, other people's lives, uh, to to understand about how the human mind works. I think mm-hmm. that. It's like a, a side of me that um, has this like fascination for human psychology and, and stuff. I, I, mm. I didn't study psychology. I, mm. I studied economics. Mm. And there's a, a field in economics called behavioral economics mm-hmm. that studies the human behavior in, in these economical settings. So mm. for me, the human behavior was always fascinating and Learning yeah. about it, learning about the the goods, the bads of of decision making of of psychology, that was yeah. wait for for to, to inform my writing and not only like comic books but in general my articles and everything that I write. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell it from a human point of view and trying to share my own story, other people's stories in a way that it's not like I'm I'm saying oh this person did something bad, but it's it's about saying this person did something bad 
and we can all learn from that, right? And the same with with the good stuff. This person did something good. We can learn from that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. Like I often sit and watch people make up stories about them, or like I often also kind of encourage people to tell whatever story they want to tell because I think that's important to them and in the way that they want to tell it. Um, and it doesn't have to have mass appeal. I think like listening to those other people to try and tell those stories is is really interesting to try and figure out what what's what's the key elements of that particular struggle or that particular experience that they've been through. Um, so yeah, I can definitely re uh, relate to what you were saying. Uh, Nathan finished his drawing, so we've got a second one for you. Slightly better drawing. Oh, uh, cool. yeah. Just the camera. <laughs> Uh, done on an iPad. So we have our sheep protagonist who's created some rocket boots uh, <laughs> and firing laser guns, I think. No, those are his little rocket boots. Oh, they're rocket boots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Laser yeah he where has, I was sitting. has four boots because he has four, four legs. <laughs> that, that's cool. <laughs> and of course, mechanical uh, horse. Oh, yeah, space, space horse. horse. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, the rockets in the. Yeah, he's got rockets instead of back legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 weird because the horse has two rockets, it has four legs, but the sheep also has four legs, has four rockets. <laughs> it's an artistic choice, right, Nathan? Yeah, <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> I love like creating things and then just not having to explain them. Hey, it's great. <laughs> it's it's what yeah. makes me joyful all the time. Uh, it's all what we do. Uh, anyway, um, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much our chat. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Oscar for joining us. Uh, oops, sorry, wrecking the pens by my side here. Uh, all of the links to Oscar's uh, comic um, crowdfunder will be in the description uh, to the show. Uh, but Oscar, if you want to put yourself out, uh, if you want to put out your social media or places where people can contact you or follow you, uh, now's a great time to do that if you want to do that on the show itself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on, on social media at, at OscarOM29 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm active there and I encourage people to, to write to me and to ask me questions about the book because it's um, as a newcomer, I got a lot of help from the industry, from people in there. And I want to give that back. I want to make myself available for people that are starting, if they have questions. And yeah, I'm excited to, to be a part of this community and to help people and trying to uh, show them the way of, 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 uh, of creating, of, of putting your crowdfunding campaign and everything. Mm. Because that's what I got from the community. And it helped me a lot to talk to creators maybe the established creators or the new creators and they were really helpful so i want to to also do that it's it's mm -hmm. really encouraging for people that are starting to get responses to get people to talk about your work and to notice you so i love mm -hmm. that and yeah. i'm also on, on substack uh, oscarwins.substack.com in there i write more in-depth articles about my work my books and putting work in there I'm also starting to work on an anthology that has open submissions. So right. also for people that are wanting to 
write comic books to know people in the industry know more about how an anthology is made you can go in there check check uh, what i'm doing and i'm i'm starting in in comic books but i have uh, many plans for my future projects so i'm also going to be putting information in there and there's going to be resources on how to write a book maybe why i made the decisions i made in my current work mm-hmm. so people get this behind the scenes look on what I'm doing and they also get encouraged, they discover stuff and they I, I want to share the lessons that helped me and also there's a lot of mistakes that people make that uh, they told me about them and I made those uh, corrections and I'm sure <laughs> I'm also making mistakes of my own so I will try to keep that as updated as possible so people <laughs> don't make the same mistakes and they learn, then learn from the people that are already in there. So, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm really active in there, as, as I mentioned throughout the conversation. Social media helped me a lot to, to make this project a reality, and I'm excited to be a part of it and to help other people like other people help me. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, I'll definitely be checking it out. I'm, I'm going to put it in order for the book myself because I'm really intrigued as to how it's going to turn out. Once again, thank you, Oscar. Well, that's it for episode 71. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much to Oscar for getting in touch with us and uh, kind of working through his process and uh, talking to us all about his stories. You can still uh, look at all the links to Oscar's uh, Kickstarter or Zoop in this case. Uh, will be in the description to the podcast and you can go and look at a copy, you can go and look at the preview imagery um, as of releasing this i think there's only about four days left uh, but we hope that he hits his target and if not we hope that he has a massive amount of fun at uh, san diego comic con yeah that's as we're recording this outro that's actually happening this weekend so yes i'm sure he's having an amazing time well (laughs) totally not jealous whatsoever (laughs) totally not um it'll be somewhere i would love to go but like kind of if i could go without all of the people yeah (laughs) but you kind of need the people just not as many people there's a lot there's a lot of people anyway yes you can uh, follow oscar we'll put all of his links in the description to the podcast as per usual and so if you've hung along this long we might as well tell you what's been going on Mm. Uh, well i might as well tell you what's been going on Uh, there's been a lot happening in our lives and not all of it great uh, but uh, I want to try and get the podcast back up and running, but I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll update you as soon as we can about the podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll try and put out another episode. We've got another episode to edit, just we need to kind of re-record a bit of it because a bit of it ran away. Yeah, but we'll figure that out. But. Again, as always, if you're interested in being on the podcast yourself, you're more than welcome to get in, in contact with us. We love hearing from new people and we love hearing on whatever you're talking about. Obviously, like a good majority of the people who we've had on are sort of comic artists and, and people who work within TTRPGs, but we we love to talk to everyone. Um, we love to talk to anyone who consider themselves a creative in any sort of sense of the word. Um, and so, yeah, you can always get in contact with us via our socials which is usually at Rough Sketch or Rough Sketch Pod 
um, or you can get in touch with us via email, which is roughsketchpod at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening all the way through, and uh, we will speak to you when we speak to you next. Yeah. Uh, until then, take care of yourselves. Uh, do something fun and creative. Ta-da. Bye.